Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Praise the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Blessed be his holy name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Abba, Father, we praise you and we thank you for safety this morning. We thank you, Father God, that in you we live, move, and have have our being, you are the only wise God. Honor, power, and dominion belong to you and you alone. We bless your holy name. Thank you for joining us this morning. This is Overflowing Life Prayer Community. I'm Pastor Sherelle Perkins. I am so excited about being part of your life, being here this morning for all that God is doing in this hour and in this season. This Sunday past, we had a really interesting situation. All of the weather dialogue had been about this horrible weather, and we, my husband and I went online. We searched three or four uh, different weather sites. None of it predicted the same thing that local news has said. And as the day went on, I realized, you know, so many churches were preparing maybe for the only time in their year to present the Christ story of Christ coming into this world in order for uh, their congregation to really gather that Jesus was born, what that meant. And so many of those same churches, doors were closed. Many were not planning on a Sunday morning service. And even when you think about how hectic and frantic people can get giving gifts, they miss how important it is to receive the gift that God gave. So I thought it was very interesting that so many churches in Indianapolis did not gather. So hearts entered into this last loop of Christmas shopping without being Christ-centered. It's good when you come to the place of maturity where you can center yourself, but everybody is not there. That's why we have local assemblies and pastors to teach and preach truth 
and to gather people in. So we had our own um, experience with that this um, this Sunday, but I realized that what we went through is minor. Most of our congregation loves Jesus, stays centered. They're going to serve him regardless, and we're fortunate with that. But there's And the ones that needed a little more nurture, they were actually in our service because we decided that we looked at things and we thought, okay, God, I don't understand this, but you're not telling us not to have service. So those that needed that extra love and attention going into this season, they were there, and then we had some strength come through. So God worked it out. But um, we need to recognize the season that we're in and realize that the last thing that our adversary wants is for the body of Christ to get a revelation of who Jesus is and that he is the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, I would like to ask, is there any prayer requests on the line this morning? Secondly, can anyone hear me this morning? Want to make sure that we are being we're communicating this morning. All righty. I think that answers my question. I am not sure. Pastor, I can hear All you. All right. Okay. Yes, we can hear you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Woohoo! I am still working. I'm working the work, everybody, trusting the Lord. So I thought, okay, God, is it just you and I having this conversation? Because, you know, I'm all right with that, too, if that's what it ends up being. But um, I'm glad that someone can hear me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Um, so are there any specific requests this morning? Any praise reports? Anything that anyone wants to share? Hallelujah. Praise report. All right. Yes. Um, I had to run an errand the day it snowed, and I was trying to catch the bus. And um, I was going down the street my street to catch the bus and I didn't know there was ice underneath and I fell and um, I I laid there for a minute and I'm like I can't get up two cars came by and just slowly looked at me and kept going and I said Lord please help me I cannot get up and he got me up amen yes yes he did and and that would trust me. It was God that got me up. And then uh, the other day, uh, a couple of days ago or so, I uh, was uh, again out, wait, you know, waiting for the bus. And you know, it's been cold, really cold. And I was just saying, Lord, it's so sad how today's people are. That you know, no one stops to help anymore to see if you need anything. And as soon as I was that thought got out. There was a lady in a car and said, how far are you going? And, you know, I didn't even stop to think she might be a murderer or anything. I just said, pray.
Christ, God, you answered my prayer. I needed Ooh, yeah. a way to get to my appointment. And when I got in, I was just thanking her, and I just said, God, it's so good. And then we both started praising him. And oh, so It was beautiful. It was so beautiful. I said, God, that may be a little thing to some people, but that was a really big thing for me. He's showing me, I told you, if you keep trusting in me, I'll be there for you. So those are my two praise reports. Amen. That is awesome and incredible. You know what? We never know when we are entertaining angels unaware. I'm not sure if you knew this lady. I'm not sure. I'm not saying she was necessarily an angel. But, you know, when we pray for things, God does hear us. And he cares about the details of our life. He cares about our day-to-day struggles. He cares whether we eat. He cares whether we have a place to lay our head. He cares all about us. And even when he doesn't answer the way we think he ought to answer, I guarantee you a heartfelt connection with God, he is going to bring into your life what is needful in that moment. I believe that we can trust him in all things. And even <laughs> even if that person's heart wasn't right, when you got into that car, that devil had to back up anyway. We have to realize that is the power and the authority that we have as believers. So we celebrate with you. Hallelujah. We celebrate. See, when the cars passed you, nobody helped you up. The Holy Spirit got you up. But when you needed that ride, Holy Spirit provided for you. So we just celebrate his faithfulness and his kindness toward us and his love for us. That regardless of what we're going through, he is more than enough. He is our Jehovah. He is our portion. He is our I am. He is, oh my. And we're learning in our congregation the power of praise. And I know God is doing it with other churches as well to just praise God in all things, that it is our first weapon and that it is uh, strategic. We were studying and um I believe it's Second Kings, and we were studying, and we were looking at um, when after Moses had died, and no, after Joshua had died, and the children of Israel, no, it's Judges, sorry, it's the book of Judges, and we were looking at how God will continuously raise up an answer throughout all of uh, the Old Testament, the judges, that God would, when people would begin to cry out to him, he would bring a deliverer, they would be set free, they would live free for a while, and then they would go back into sin, and God would bring a deliverer. And praise throughout judges is the first order of things. Judah 
means praise. So that's the first thing God says in the book of Judges. You've been backslid and you've gone through all of these changes. Um, praise is significant. So if we're going to maintain the life of being delivered and to be deliverers, our first order is to learn how to praise him in all things. Praise went before the children of Israel. Praise became their warfare. They didn't have to do blows with their enemy a lot of times. They simply sent praise. Judah went first. And from a military standpoint, that is absolutely ridiculous to put people singing and dancing on your front line. But God's ways are not our ways. And when we want to retaliate and we want to have bad attitudes and we want to fight in our own strength, God said, no, your first order is praise. Your first order is acknowledging me. Sometimes we go through all kind of changes and then settle in and say, well, I'm going to praise him anyhow. God said praise me first. When you feel your emotions getting out of order, that's the time that you praise God. When you're the most frustrated, that's when you praise God. In fact, if you cultivate an attitude of praise, the fruit of your lips giving praise, regardless of what it looks like, whether it's good, bad, whatever the situation, if you will praise the Lord, God inhabits your praises. That means when you're in the midst of your struggle, he is in the midst of it with you if you make praise your first order. Father God, we praise you, we magnify you, we glorify you. We worship you, God. We recognize you. We recognize you in every situation. We recognize you in this season, not because somebody said it's Christmas, we understand the history and all of that. But, Father, we have, Christ, we have Christmas 24-7 if we choose to. For you are our God, our Lord, our Redeemer, our kinsman, our friend. We celebrate Jesus every day, God. We thank you for the privilege of being those that know the risen Savior, the one that came as a babe, that's only to let us know that he came as a man because it's the only way he could deliver us. The only way he could set us free is that he would relinquish all that he was, put on our filthy garment, our filthy humanity, come into this earth as a human being to reverse the curse that Adam did in the garden. Adam let go, and Jesus gave it back. 
but he had to come like one of us. but without defilement. Thank you, Father, for the reminder that no man in human flesh besides Jesus can ever be Savior. Muhammad can't be Savior. Buddha can't be Savior. (laughs) Because they were born just like we, but Jesus. Through the Virgin Mary, through the power of the Holy Spirit, hovering over her, impregnating her with you, God. We have access to all that heaven is, all that Jesus is, all power of Holy Spirit, because he came as a babe, as a man. He became the last Adam. Because Adam wasn't needed anymore. We have access to a whole new bloodline. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. We receive it. We receive it. We receive it. We receive all that Christ is. Not was, but is, this present moment. He is the resurrected Savior. He did flip the script on the enemy. He did take the keys of death, hell, and the grave, and he is still reigning forevermore. God, we thank you for this opportunity to line our lives up with eternity, God. Thank you for giving us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Father, because of Jesus, we can do this. We can live this life, Father. We can stand in holy boldness. We can stand in the strength of who Jesus is in us. Christ in us is the hope of glory. Ah, thank you that in him we live, move, and have our being. He is the only wise God. Honor, power, and dominion belong to him and him alone. Father God, we thank you for the new Jerusalem, Father. We thank you for our portion, God. We have made up in our mind that we're going to occupy till he comes again. And if we meet him first, We thank you, Father, 
that we will spend eternity with Jesus. Father God, I praise you and I thank you, God, for the glorious hope that we have inside of us. Father, because we trust you, God, because we lean not to our own understanding, God. We realize, Father God, and we choose to apprehend what Christ has already apprehended for us in the spirit. It's a done deal. So, Father, we decree, let your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In these earthen vessels, let your kingdom be made manifest. As we acknowledge our kingdom assignment, our ambassadorial rights as kingdom citizens, as we take our heart, our mind, and our bodies out of the jurisdiction of the adversary. And we present our bodies according to Romans 12, 1 and 2, a living sacrifice, holy unto you. That's the least we can do for so great a Savior. And that's the only way to get the benefits, God. We thank you that we are people with benefits. It doesn't matter what the world economy does. We are people with benefits. Our benefits don't go away regardless of the social economic status of the rest of the world because we are kingdom citizens. Our Father owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and we are entitled. Hallelujah. Because of the blood of Jesus, we have expectations, Father. (laughs) Because of the blood of Jesus, we can expect some things to happen in our life. We will no longer live as if we don't have a daddy. We will no longer live as if we don't have a father that loves us with an everlasting love. That is the keeper of our soul. A father that protects us, a father that provides for us, a father that leads us and guides us into all truth, a father that will give us wisdom that won't mess us up, that we don't have to second guess where is this coming from but a father that loves us. We are entitled. Hallelujah. We are privileged people. We have access to the kingdom of God. But I thank you, Father, that we don't have to be greedy. There's plenty good room in our Father's kingdom. There's plenty good room in our Father's kingdom. There is plenty good room in our Father's kingdom. There's a, there's enough for all of us to have everything that you've ordained for us. Father, we remember the parable of the talents. We remember, Father, that you gave the more to the one that had done the most. 
and to the one that buried what you had given them. You took from them and you gave to the one that had multiplied what you had given them. Father, I pray for every person on this line that if they have buried their stuff, that they'll go and get it in 2017. So that when you come, whether by death, because it has no victory over us, or whether we see you and we meet you in the air, however our next encounter with you physically, spiritually, you will be able to say, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. You'll be able to acknowledge, yes, I saw what you did with what I gave you. You multiplied it. You took the seed and you multiplied it. You multiplied it to the point that others were able to be blessed by what I gave you. Father God, I pray that we will be those that have been faithful with the little, faithful with the two, three, four, five. (laughs) Faithful, God. Not despising our small beginnings. Not despising that job that looks nothing like what you want it to look like. But you know God said for you to do it. Working that job with an attitude of gratitude. Thanking and praising you every day. Glorifying your name, lifting you up. Realizing, God, that as we acknowledge you, you acknowledge us. And as we worship you, the battles that we want to fix, you make them a fixed fight because your spirit goes before us. And the warring angels are on assignment. And those that you have given to us, to guard our destiny or activate it because we have provided a habitation for the kingdom of God to be made manifest in our life. So, Father God, as we go about doing whatever we do, and, Lord, let us have a right attitude because some of us don't do anything, and it's not because we're so holy. We've just found an excuse to sit on (laughs) your promises. Oh, Father, deliver us from attitudes. Let everything that we do, even our no, be based on our love for you. Because when we love you like that, God, 
will know what to do in every circumstance. I am remembering there was a time that I would be wrapping at least 50 gifts for family, family members. And I used to give gifts to everyone in our local church because we've always been part of fairly small congregations. Even if it was 100 people, we would try to give. And I would be so tired and so worn out by Christmas day. But still we had the things to do. And I loved doing it. But when I started doing it begrudgingly, I realized it didn't matter what I gave. And sometimes when you get to that point, instead of you letting God fix your attitude, you quickly start saying, well, you know what? This isn't the day Jesus was born anyway, and it's all just a waste of money and going on and on and on and on and on. but you still don't have the right attitude because you're still mad and angry and frustrated with the whole season. I believe in this season that we live in, God is coming for those things because those things are deception. We think what we're doing is saying, well, no, I, what we are doing is saying, this frustrates me. So let me get real religious so I don't have to deal with it. And every time something comes up, I pull out this religious rhetoric. But I still haven't dealt with my heart. And my frustration. Why? Let me use me as an example. Jesus doesn't get like that. When he has to keep giving and giving and giving. He doesn't say, stars, don't shine on them. Sun, stop producing heat. Water dry up because they don't appreciate it anyway. They don't recognize what I did for them, so why should I bless them? And when we come to him wanting to be blessed, he doesn't give us a thousand reasons why we don't deserve to be blessed. And even when he gives us and we mess it up, And we come to him again. He gives to us again. And we mess it up again. And we come back and repent. He gives to us again. He doesn't say, I'm not going to bless them anymore. 
No, he says, this is what the blood was for. I knew that I was dying for a stiff-necked people. But I already took care of it. Because when I hung on the cross, I said, forgive them because they don't really know what they're doing. That's the attitude Jesus has about giving. That's the attitude Jesus has about serving. He doesn't look at Sherelle and see, you know what? She's not going to do A, B, and C. So I'm not going to bless her. He already knows. But he blesses me anyhow. When I cry out to him, he hears my cry. Now, in our humanity, we need to fix our flesh because we build these negative walls of judgment without the heart of God doesn't always change what we do. God's not concerned about the action if the action is not connected to a right heart. So whether I give to a hundred people or I don't give to anyone, those are actions. What is God concerned about? My heart. Because the only way that I can give like Jesus is to let him into my heart. But if I have all of these lists and things that he can't get there, and we don't realize that when we Build a wall, shut down situations, have our list. We don't allow him to flow through us in those situations. So let me tell you where I am. I want to give. And then my youth, when I had all of the energy and um, we had siblings that didn't have anything, and my husband and I started working, and we were the first making money, we tried to make Christmas special for all of our, our siblings. His mother was on a fixed income. She had four daughters. We bought them school clothes at Christmas time, cologne, and we would work all year to be able to bless people. And when I couldn't do that with the right heart, I wanted to get cold. But what I had to do instead was say, God, how do I bless the people that you've assigned to my life? 
that you care about? What is, I don't want to shut down. Because that's the wrong attitude. I want to know what to do in this season. You see, all of these folk grew up. They have their own job, their own children. We gave to their children. We did all of that. We, we've been doing this for years, you know. But I got tired. And uh, so I had to search my heart. And I wanted to use, you know, this isn't Jesus' birthday and all this other stuff. But you know what? God doesn't trip over a lot of things anymore. Well, doesn't trip over things. What he wants us to do is be led by Holy Spirit. Because then we will have his heart. So even if we choose not to participate, It'll be with the right heart. It won't be because, you know what, I don't have money to waste on that anyway. So I don't know. So as I go through this season, I don't know if this is blessing you or not, but as I go through this season, I want to make sure that every decision that I make is because of my love for God and that I'm hearing the voice of Holy Spirit and praise acknowledging God in every situation is one of the ways that we get God's heart in a matter Even realizing his awesomeness, his vastness, his ability to do the exceedingly abundantly more than we could think or ask. It shifts the atmosphere. We always want to shift the atmosphere in other people's lives. But the first atmosphere that must be shifted is the one in our own heart. Father God, I pray for hearts this morning. Father, if there are any stony places in our heart that's keeping us from hearing from you, make those stony places hearts of flesh. We want your spirit to be able to permeate anything in us. That we would have a right spirit regarding all things. That our human spirit would be illuminated by the candle of the Lord, which is your Holy Spirit. That we would receive the wisdom the revelation, the understanding that's needful for all things. Mm. Father, you said out of our bellies would flow rivers of living water. 
Father, I feel your stirring in our inward man. Father, I thank you for the fire of the Holy Spirit to burn out everything that is in us that's not like you. I don't know if you guys are experiencing what I'm experiencing. Father God, purge us. Deliver us, God. Set us free, Father. That the rivers of living water can flow freely without obstruction. That we would overflow with your love and your kindness and your goodness and your mercy and your long suffering. Deliver us from everything that's not like you, God. Father, you know those secret faults. You know the places of anger, the places of rejection, the places of fear. And we've created structures, God. Structures that protect. We thought it was protecting us. But in actuality, Father, it was keeping you out. Every area of self-protection. For, Father, you are our keeper. You are our protection. You are our rear guard. Our shield of faith protects us as we move forward into this new year. Faith up, fear down. We have the sword of your spirit, which is your word. We have on the helmet of salvation. We hold the thoughts, feelings, and purposes of your heart. We're believers and not doubters. We hold fast to our confession of faith. We decide to walk by faith and practice faith. Our faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. We are fully engaged. And we are on a forceful advance. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your mercy and your kindness. Thank you, Father. There is no one like you, God, and there is no God but you. You made your people Israel your very own forever, and you, O Lord, have become their God. 
And now, Father God, the promises concerning those of us that have become spiritual Israel, we as your servants will be established in you forever. We thank you, Father, that because of this covenant, you will do as you have promised us, and we will be established that your name will be great forever, according to First Chronicles 17, 20, 24. Father, as we enter into this new year, as we begin to write the vision and make it plain, as we begin to look at our lives and say, okay, God, what are you saying? What do you want from us? How do you want us to arrange our day, our hour, our time? How do you want us to care for our physical body? How do you want us to care for our emotional health? What do you want from us, God, as we begin to stand upon the mountain like Habakkuk and listen to hear what you would say to us individually, God. We cast off all the residue from 2016. We release what we did wrong, and we release what we did right, and we thank you, Father, that you're a God of brand new mercies, and you're a God of new beginnings. And that we continuously flow and new beginnings, new opportunities to serve you, Father. We thank you for Jeremiah 29, 11, that we can have an expected end. So we thank you, Father God. We thank you to deliver us from our fears. That's what this is. We thank you, Father, that you deliver us from our fears. Fear of failure, fear of success, fear of not being good enough, of not being perfect. That we would take self off the throne and allow Jesus to reign in our heart. We receive his perfect love this morning. It casts out all fear. Fear has torment, God. Father, sometimes we don't recognize that even in our own body, fear is the root cause. Fear opens the door to infirmity. Fear keeps us sick. Fear keeps us poor. Fear keeps us from building right relationships and having right attitudes. Fear. So, Father, we receive your perfect love that casts out all fear, that delivers us from torment, 
from stressed out bodies and minds, God. And everywhere that we've been in agreement with fear, break the soul tie to a spirit of fear that we would be tethered to the enemy, tethered to our fears. Father, we we decree that you are our only anchor, that we're anchored to Jesus. Amen. I want to pause again and ask if there's any prayer requests on the line. Sometimes things bubble up when you're listening to other people pray. I want to pray for our nation. And overall, in this season, Father, we realize that we are secure in you. And if we wasn't at the beginning of this prayer, I believe, God, you've done a work in my heart, and I pray that others are blessed by this as well. But, Lord, there are those that don't know you. There are parents that are, whose hearts are broken because all they know is Christmas trees and ornaments and lights and toys and gifts. and They don't have you to come to. Well, they have you to come to, but they have not chosen you. So they're left with their fears, their frustration, their greed, and their need. And Father, seasons like this stir up all of that. Father, we ask that you would Send forth your angels. Reveal Jesus. Father God, you can take anything and declare your truth. So, Father God, we thank you that your truth is revealed. Your truth is revealed in the light. You are the light of the world. And we're not to be flickering lights. But we are to stand bold. Thank you, Father, that all over this country, all over the world, that people receive the light of the world, which is Jesus Christ. And that your children learn how to live 
as bright light. We thank you, Father God, that as they sing Christmas carols, that they recognize that there was a holy night. There was that moment in history that a Savior came as a babe. That he really did exist. Now, I know for us, we realize he didn't stay a babe and he's a man and hallelujah, but some people need to know that he really did come. That he really was born. Father, I pray that there are those that have been singing these songs and giving out cards their whole life. But this time, this time, they realize that a Savior came to bring hope. Let them receive the hope. The hope that a Christ child brought, like it brought to Anna as she was in the temple waiting on the Messiah. That she'd given her life to pray and to believe God for Messiah to come. There are those that need to know Messiah came. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for moving all over the world, the nation. Thank you, Father God, for the wind of your spirit. Thank you for the angels. The angels that join with the choirs. Breathing life on these lyrics that people have taken for granted for centuries. Breathing, breathing resurrection life into the plays and into frivolities that people have established. But somehow this year, this year. This year, men would turn and say, what must I do to be saved? To receive the Christ child into my heart and life so that I may know the resurrected Jesus. That all over this country, this world, people would begin to say he is real. That they would get the revelation he is real. He did come. This is not a fairy tale. This is truth revealed. 
And, Father, for our loved ones that are not saved. And even for some of our loved ones that do name the name of Jesus, they still don't get it. That he is real. That he is Messiah. That he is the answer to Genesis. He is the answer. Throughout the Old Testament and the New, he is the answer. He is the one alluded to, appointed. And ascended, he is Savior. Father, as our nation transitions into a new era, we pray for our freedom to serve you and worship you. We thank you, Father, that you're watching over everything that concerns us. And our focus is on you, God, because we know that you are a good God, a great God, a loving Father, a kind Father. And you have us in the palm of your hand. Therefore, laws, legislations, and ordinances are lined up according to that which will bless us as your people. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us this morning. This has been Overflowing Life Prayer Community. I'm Pastor Sherelle Perkins. We will be back online 6.30 a.m. next Tuesday. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.